Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Hi there, this is Michael on Let's Travel Radio, and we're back. Where today we're in Nepal, the roof of the world. Yes, it's a magical kingdom, although it's not a kingdom. I believe it's a democratic republic. And uh, the most interesting mystical uh, destination that I've seen in a while. I mean, magical rivers, more than 20. The highest peaks in the world. Everest is 29,000 feet. Uh, I've read there's over 800 species of birds in Nepal. And animals, they are profoundly throughout, throughout Nepal, wherever. It is a magical place. It's a destination. And we're going to have some fun talking about it today. But I just picked this up so recently from the museum. It says that Nepal is a tiny mountain nation. Actually, it's only 56,000 square miles. And not a lot of people. About 25 million, I think. And a diverse array of experiences and activities await you. It's a mystical place. I think I've said that, where devout spirituality and ancient culture are set against a dramatic backdrop of some of the world's highest peaks. Explore the country's rich heritage. Visit the famous sites like Shangu Naran Temple in Bhaktapur or stay in a chartered tea house. You can trek through all of this, even in the Annapurina region where they have an annual marathon. Go in search of the one-horned rhino in Chitwan National Park, or experience Nepal's remarkable settings wherever you go. So much to offer, so much to do. And to get started, we'd like to introduce the Council General of Nepal. He's here with us today. And I'm going to ask the Council General if he would say a few words to introduce Nepal to our global audience. Council General Raj, that's his but he's here to my left, and he's going to tell us a little bit about Nepal. Is Nepal ready for prime time, Council General? What about Nepal? Yes, this is a really prime time to visit Nepal. Almost 10 months a year, we can visit Nepal. There is except two months uh, during the rainy season, we can visit everywhere. And it is, basically, we have four types of tourism. We can t say adventurous tourism. One is the important, most important people uh, are, a large number of people are going there. Another tourism is a cultural tourism. It is a famous because, you know, we have almost 123 people speaking um, various languages. Mm. And uh, 123 caste ah. system is uh, there. And... Every every caste has different type of uh, their culture, their tradition, their culture, their uh, religious beliefs, their rituals, their rites and festivals. So year the round, you can see almost uh, a week there will be one festival ah. uh, from uh, mountainous area to the 
to the Tarai, the Tarai, I mean lowland, it is in between 150 miles broad, I mean broad area. So, besides of that, we have uh, other things also. Uh, for example, we have uh, wetlands, so many wetlands, and uh, those wetlands, and another is ornithologist mm -hmm. also can visit there to search about to or uh, try to find out about the birds because we have so many wetlands so we have so many migrated birds birds fly from Siberia of the Russia to Nepal during their season so that is the beautiful place for the from the students for the sorry for the students for the young peoples who like the adventure for the students who want to study about the wetlands and the birds and the other floricultures there are everything and there is another important thing is accessible tourism the new concept of the tourism which is which is traveled by the handicapped people people physically that i mean not sound but those people are also nowadays increasing a lot in nepal last year in pokhara almost more than 70 in inaccessible people i mean handicapped people they visit pokhara and some of the people even they climb to mount everest ah. so there are so many things and another thing is concerning the cultural, I mean, another thing is religious tourism. We have a lot of temples. Uh, since uh, more than 1000 AD to as of today, a lot of temples so that people who likes, who love culture, they can go there, they can see and study about the, the, our, our tradition, our culture, because it is a part of the Eastern culture, I mean, Hindus, a part of Hindu civilization. Mm. So they can learn many more things about that. Basically, Mr. John, he will elaborate about that because he is expert in this matter. And another thing we have is wellness tourism, I mean health tourism. Uh -huh. uh, we can, the, the cost is in, uh, in Nepal uh, for the treatment it is cheap comparing to other countries. And basically we have a, a dental and eye treatment is very cheap and it is highly competitive and qualitative. So it's so cost that, effective. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that people who are traveling to Nepal, they can fix their appointment from here and they can go for the treatment. While going there, they will have a little bit problem. While coming back, they will be safe. Mm -hmm. So these are the most important things. Besides of that, we have a jungle safari and people, they can enjoy visiting jungles. And uh, we have a little bit in in the western uh, Tarai places. There is a hunting place, hunting reserves also. Mm -hmm. People they can go and hunt the animals. Well, I you, mean, have, you have animals. a hunting reserve. Yes, 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 we have hunting reserves. This is so unusual in a country of that size. Yes, yes. and also of course you have a wildlife reserve. Yes, very yes. very interesting. So, uh, Pushpa Raj is the Council General in New York for Nepal. He's uh, giving us a little bit of an appraisal and overview. So it's a four-season destination, yeah? Yes. Ah. Mm -hmm. So uh, you did mention John Guy. He's right next to me. And John is with the Metropolitan Museum of Art here in New York. Um, John, what is your impression? You've been there more than once. Is it, is it uh, accessible? Is it desirable? Is there enough uh, 
to do, and uh, when you're there, what do you do? I, I think going to Nepal is an, is an amazing experience. Most people go to Nepal having already spent some time in India, somewhere else in the subcontinent. It's a very big place. Um, and when you go to Nepal, there are two great traditions which superficially seem to merge. One is, is Hinduism, and the other, of course, is, is uh, uh, Vajrayana Buddhism. Huh? And these are the two great religions that, that dominate uh, the life of different communities um, in Nepal, and especially concentrated in terms of the great temples and ritual life um, in the three ancient cities, mm -hmm. or medieval cities, better to call them, of, of Kathmandu, uh, Patan, uh, Lalitpur, and, and Bhaktapur. And those and are historical sites, yeah? Enormously interesting. Three cities, sister cities, really. And I use the sister in a very intentional way because uh, they were closely related uh, through families. Mm. Um, they're really three branches of the Mala families and then the, the successor rulers. Um, and closely linked, um, always in a, a state of it was competition, tension sometimes, even a little bit of conflict, but historically, through most of the history, these three cities worked closely together. Certainly when they wanted to celebrate religious festivals, they put all differences aside. Families came together from the rival cities and met together in the neutral territory of a temple. Ah. This brought peace to the community. So religion plays a very important part, and um, it's there on the ground, as the Consul General was saying, um, every day, Somewhere there's something going on. There's a festival, a street parade, a street um, a great processional chariot being prepared, the wheels as high as a, a tall man, um, children sheltering under them whilst they're prepared. And the rituals are performed with the fire, with the flowers. Um, and then if you're lucky, you'll see those great medieval chariots being drawn down the streets. Huh. So we're talking of an ancient culture. Mm -hmm. This is a very years. early tradition. So not all, they don't all go back uh, forever. People uh -huh. always think that things are timeless, that you know, temples have been in India for millennia. Uh -huh. well, not true. I mean, temple building in India substantively started in the mid-first millennium AD. That's not very long ago in human history. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a great tradition. And what I love about Nepal, especially as an art historian, is we get a, it's a, a hothouse of preserved culture, um, which is much of which has been f forgotten, lost, no longer practiced in some continental India. Mm. But it's preserved there in the uh, Vajracharya community of the uh, Nawari Buddhists. It's there in the uh, Brahmanical Hindu traditions. And we get glimpses of very early traditions and religious practice and ritual still going on in the Kathmandu Valley that have largely disappeared from the subcontinent. Ah, mm. so a special—it's a very special role that it plays in our knowledge about uh, early, particularly Buddhism, which of course was essentially a spent force by the 13th century in India. It was finished; uh, it had its life elsewhere outside India. But in Nepal and of course Tibet, it prospered in its Vajrayana form, and that was terribly important. Um, and that's really our best glimpse of what's been lost from medieval India. Huh. You see it in Patan and in, in, in Bhaktapur so and Kathmandu Nepal today. Nepal is maintaining <coughs> the tradition 
and the customs. Have you been to the Janaki Temple? I'm sorry. Have you seen the Janaki Temple? Um, I, 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 my favorite temple. I've not been to that temple. My favorite it's temple. It's the largest is the, in Nepal. It's magical. Look at it. Right. I, I'm showing uh, photographs but, but of the. I would Jan say to all the listeners take a trip, take a car and a driver, and just say Chengu Narayan, and they will take you to the great early, the oldest royal temple up in the hills. Beautiful drive. And when you arrive there, you, you're confronted with a, uh, an extraordinary uh, temple which preserves a particular form of architecture uh, which has been lost to India but still survives in Japan, for example. These mm -hmm. multi-tiered roofs, mm -hmm. uh, which, which you, you think are so characteristic of Japanese Buddhist architecture. Where do they come from? Of course, they ultimately come from the uh, South Asian tradition best seen today in, in Nepal. Huh. And Chengu Narayan has inscriptions and sculptures from of the earliest great Lichavi kings from the 5th century AD, which are world masterpieces, which why, of course, it is a, a, a world monument site. Ah, well, you heard it from uh, John Guy, who is curator uh, for South and Southeast Asia at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Hmm. Uh, the uh, temple I was referring to hosts an annual arts and culture festival called Mitla. Ah, I had the good fortune of uh, participating in the New York edition, not recently, um, but I did have a chance. Uh, they had been at the UN, by the way, in the month of April for one, nearly one full week, and they have a New York uh, area. Uh, program here in Jackson Heights, New York. And we can tell you more about that if you send us an email, info at letstravelradio.com. We'll do it. John Guy, thank you so much. Now, Judy Bell, you at Himalayan Tours, mm -hmm. have you noticed uh, some of the temples in your travels? Have you frequented? Uh, have you uh, trotted through? Tell us about that. Absolutely. When I went to Nepal, first of all, I had the most mystical experience. I crossed the border, and all of a sudden, people were speaking Hindi, and I understood it. So this was very strange to start off with. But then, as we started exploring the city, we had clients and we had travel agents to introduce them. I was overwhelmed by the amount of diverse um, types of structures that were religious and all the people who were just so seriously, this is my life and this is mine, this is mine. It was living in a, like a National Geographic three-dimensional book, but people were living their lives right there in the streets. And then there were the smells, and you could tell all the different levels of religious um, activities going on. And then we went to different cultural sites, and all of this was in such a small country, we could stay in one hotel and day trip out to all the areas, the sister cities that you talked about. So if you come with jet lag, it's pretty easy to accomplish a lot with a little bit of, of body stress. But then there's also all the handicrafts that you didn't mention. They're still there, mm. a wonderful cottage industry. And we would go back and say, what about wood carving? Well, let me take you. We would see these people just sitting with just a wood carving tool, making absolutely gorgeous wooden items, everything in huge size, all handmade. We saw everything, and then I heard there were even more crafts. Everybody was wonderful and loving and caring and smiling. You felt safe. Mm -hmm. So here you are in the middle of nowhere, and you feel like you're so comfortable you could walk around. And behind you, 
the most majestic, awesome Himalayan mountains. Mm. So there's everything. And then for the people who want some adventure, there's Chitwan and all the national parks. But national parks, not like American ones. Mm -hmm. Like uh, And safaris, an elephant safari, you walk... You have to be on your elephant because you're on top of the reeds, and then you can look for the rhino. Mm. So it's not like the regular ones. So you have a little bit of all different soft adventure locations in one small country. And then we hope that while you're there, either you spend all your time there, or maybe you pair it with another country so you get a little bit of contrast. And, and, and Nepal is accessible. Um, most of the major air carriers fly into Nepal. Did you know that Qatar can get there from New York and... 18 hours? I mean, that's fabulous. Our lift has improved so much. Uh -huh. If you're coming, no matter where you're coming in the world, or eastern seaboard, western seaboard, there's a good set of flights to get you there. And if you want to stop over, you can always arrange easily stop over through Himalayan. We take care of everything from the airfare, stop over, we get you where you want to be. And then you enjoy it. You, If you're soft trekking, like Ruby and I both handle, then what we want you to do is be free to, to absorb everything going on around you in the Himalayas and just take your water bottle, your camera, and your senses. Mm. So it's a whole different... Uh, people should think, embrace Nepal mm -hmm. much more. I don't think it gets the press it should. And, uh, but it's really a wonderful place if you're going to start... Maybe India, you know, people want to do the Taj, check it off, but mm -hmm. then also spend time in Nepal. Wow. That's Judy Bell from Himalayan Tours. She's the Southeast manager for the company, and she's been there. Well, she'll have to tell you. But anyway, Judy, thank you so much. So, Ruby, you're next door to uh, uh, to Judy. Uh, you've been to Nepal. You're, were you born in Nepal? No, I was born in India, Michael. Uh -huh. yes. <laughs> but you got to but Nepal. But Nepal is my next-door neighbor, so yes, I had to go there. Well, that's okay. But you've had 20, 20, more than 20 years' experience with the air carriers, with the airlines. Yes, yes. Um, you've worked with multinational companies. Um, you've worked as a guide, but you've also handled personal traffic into Nepal over the years? Yes. So tell us about okay. that. So my personal experience was I traveled to Nepal about two years back. Ah. The company, I mean, the country was still coming back at that time. We saw a lot of construction on the roads. There were no traffic lights at that time, but people were taking it so positively. I was surprised coming from India. I live in the U.S., but, you know, people were so positive about it. They were welcoming. There was roads were blocked, but they were still so patient about it. Nobody was honking. They knew that things were being done. Let's work with the government. Mm -hmm. And that was just amazing. So and the government is proactive, yeah? Yes, yes, they ah. are. And they're trying to do the water drainage system they were doing that time. They're fixing a lot of stuff. But the tourist, I think tourism is major, mm -hmm. I think, for the growth of the country. And we found busloads of Chinese groups over mm -hmm. there. And personalized, we did like a seven-day tour. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just awesome. We were there during the holy season. And the way they celebrate holy over there is just amazing. I mean, holy, I think, as a festival of mm -hmm. colors, it's celebrated everywhere differently. India is different. Nepal was different. And they do have the Western influence, the young kids, I think, and they had the music going on. They were playing Holi. And then we um, did that. And I think culture, religion, 
I think that everybody has explained. But being a woman, yes, shopping is awesome. It's very, very competitive. We bought so many trinkets. I even wore a wraparound shawl today, which I bought from there. Inexpensive, but wonderful quality. Mm-hmm. I bought trinkets on the street. Mm-hmm. You can bargain and they're worth the price. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. And then they make socks, handmade socks, woolen caps which are just so inexpensive but such good and warm socks they make i think they make for people to go trekking mm-hmm. but you can buy them on the street mm. great quality and um, the company which i work for now make my trip we are a public listed company here in the us just want to mention you have to be aware that once you arrive there you have to have either a visa before you travel or there is a big line when you go there to get the visa if mm. certain, all the flights come in like any other country and it's about $30 huh. it's not that expensive for 15 days mm. and if you go there please don't cringe but go on the mount everest flight <laughs> you have to do that it's a lifetime thing to do it there are a couple of airlines who do it and you can buy the tickets even at the hotel you have to just give a copy of your passport and it's about $250 or something round trip it's for an hour trip they offer you champagne on board <laughs> and you can do trinkets you can buy on board so it's just amazing experience for me overall i did nepal then went to india and i felt like india ha huh? you know <laughs> but again keep in mind you can do foot massages every day it's only like $7 for one hour <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so it's inexpensive great experience for women so please go and um, i think michael will share our information and mm. i think it's a must see put it on your list i think everybody all right well Thank that's you. ruby chara she's a senior manager development at make my trip all right ruby thank you so much now we did mention parks i think john guy of the metropolitan mentioned parks i realized something There are more national parks in Nepal for such a small area than most any other country in Southeast Asia. There are 12 national parks. There's a wildlife reserve, there's a hunting reserve, there's a bunch of conservation areas, and there's about 7 world heritage sites. Do you know that the national parks equate to about a quarter of the landmass of Nepal? Can you believe that? a quarter it's actually 23 24% but that's amazing an enormous amount of wildlife and name of sport go ahead trekking mountain climbing elephant uh, riding could you ever did you ever that's amazing mm-hmm. um paragliding uh um uh, water rafting Drink, but yeah. i could go on and on on and on nepal has so much to do with adventure travel. So, if you're out there and you're into adventure travel, Nepal this year. No, this year. All right, let's go on. What about the foods of Nepal? I I'm a foodie. I must admit. And recently I had a good sampling of um well, I had a taste of Nepalese food here in New York, and I understand there's a whole bunch of restaurants that serve Nepalese food. Saranda Sarandra Rayma he is a chef had been with Biko Sakua oh boy and also executive chef of the Mount Everest restaurant in Baltimore Maryland tell us about the foods of Nepal I'd like to know and so are all of us 
Can you mention some of the dishes that Nepal is famous for? Nepal usually Nepal is Nepal is famous for the usually Nepali people eat as in lunch and dinner dal bhat, uh-huh. which is dal bhat with other condiments like kauli alu, dal, black dal, rice, and curry. Any of the curry, it uh, comes on the set. Usually Nepali pe- people eat that thing on lunch and dinner. Mm. As in breakfast, Nepali people eat a light breakfast with tea and some biscuits or roti, roti mm. which is a flat bread. Ah. And Nepal has a different culture and they, they have a different people and different region. If you go to hilly region or mountain, you find different food. If you travel on a hilly region, mountain region, you find buckwheat, we call it dhiro. Ah. A set of people eats a dhiro, which is which is served with chutney. Chutney might chutney means pickle, uh-huh. which might be fresh or fermented. Any of tomato, radish, anything. They eat with chutneys and dhiro. Dhiro is very, very good food, which is now people are promoting on international market too, dhiro. And we have on Kathmandu Valley, if you go to Valley region, you have a different food like they are influenced by Newari culture food. On Newari feed, we have different, as I gave you all here. We have Choila, Chatamari, we have Sekwa, uh, we have different uh, Bara. On Kathmandu region, we find that. Mm. And now, people have usually on Nepalese market, food has been uh, influenced a little. We call it Momo. Uh-huh. Momo is in, influenced a little bit influenced from Tibetan food, but Nepal now Momo and chowmin is very 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 famous. In is the food more organic? Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, it's organic. And is it considered uh, how health uh, a health support food? I mean, do people enjoy Nepal type dishes because it is not only well prepared, but it sustains you, but it is a healthy or made up of healthy ingredients or yeah yeah usually it's very very healthy ingredients we don't put any sauce we don't a little bit of spices we use only cumin coriander such sides of spices salt pepper only a little bit of spices we use and all the fruits and vegetables are grown farm grown locally we huh. use the local food so there will because be a very organic food thirds of uh, nepal is agricultural, agricultural. yes so there's freshly fresh freshly grown, grown foods I produce use. wherever you go. Yes. Huh. Interesting. And it, does Nepal have its own cuisine? Is it, I, I mean, is it influenced by China, by India, other countries? Or do they have their own no, cuisine? We, we have our own cuisine too. Huh. All right. As usual, every country has different foods on yeah, the yeah. country, but we have Nepalese cuisine too. Huh. Which I talked earlier, like dido, it's a set of food. Dido, dido, Nepali dal bhat, those are Nepalese cuisine. Huh. And we have sekwa, which is popularly right now. You I can come and taste on Queen's Blue Bar too. We have, Tell us about some of the restaurants that serve Nepalese food. They're here in New York? We have yes, a few? yes, we have. Where? You... Usually we have on uh, Jackson Heights, yeah. many of them. Right now, where I'm working, is a franchisee of Nepali, first franchisee. Can I have a name? Yeah, it's a Baziko Sekwa. Ah, okay. It's a first franchisee on U.S. Huh? Have yeah. anyone here had the experience of sampling 
in a restaurant. Nepalese food? Have you? Have you? Have you? Have you? You have a favorite Nepalese restaurant? Maybe you can add to the uh, the table today. Uh, well, that one we wanted to try out. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> and is it open seven days? Yes, sir. We open seven days. Oh, so Jackson nice. Heights, I think, has a couple of them, right? Two yes. Or three? Three, four, they have. Oh, they have. Yeah, they have. Yeah. 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 Ten, more than ten, yeah. I think. Ah, yeah. okay. Well, Sarandra, thank you so much. Sarandra is the thank chef you. at <laughs> Beki Sikua. Bajiko Had been at Mount Everest Restaurant in Baltimore. That's a well-known restaurant. But speaking of um, Nepalese food, and I do enjoy it, and I've had a sampling, are we going to have any of that at the Nepal Day Parade coming up? So here today I've got Lusang Tamang. He's one of the planners, organizers, perhaps one of the directors of the, uh, actually a founder of the parade. When is that Nepal Day Parade? Uh, absolutely. Uh, Nepal Day Parade um, is an event of the Nepali communities in the city of New York. Huh? Yeah, um, it has been uh, hosted since 2016. Uh -huh. Like in the city, uh, we are around 60,000 population in, the, in New York City, the Nepali communities. Uh -huh. Sure, we have been hosting this uh, Nepal Day Parade in the Manhattan city, Manhattan at Madison Avenue and 38th Street every okay. year okay. in the month of May. May. So this year, it's, it's, uh, this year, this year is on May 19, 2019. Okay. So on every uh, third Sunday of May, uh, we Nepali community of the Queens of the New York City host this event. And this event is uh, hosted in support from the Nepal Consulate. And we have support from Nandas Nepalese Association in the United States. So uh, in the parade, uh, uh, the, the, the theme of the parade is to uh, demonstrate uh, uh, different uh, ethnic cultures diversified cultures uh, that is in Nepal. So uh, if you, uh, if any of, if anyone of you are interested, then you could just, uh, um, uh, you can, you could, you, you could just visit the parade and you could just, uh, you, you could have fun and you could just uh, get the knowledge that the diversified structures of the Nepali communities back in the country. So we have around more than 20 uh, different kinds of cultural presentations, demonstrations of different ethnic communities. Mm -hmm. There will be people working on this street around 10,000 populations, seven to 10,000 people will be working on that day. Oh. So these people, they'll, they'll have their own <laughs> ethnic costumes. Traditions. Traditional costumes. Ah. Like as earlier, it's been told, like there are 123 ethnic, ethnic cities, the different people in the country. So this kind of diversified ethnic cities with the traditions and cultures that we can see in the streets of Manhattan, in the streets of New York City on May 19, 2019 this year. Uh -huh. And usually we have been hosting this event um, in order to transfer, uh, transform the cultures and traditions to our new generation, to the second generation, the people who, the young people who are growing up in the United States. Uh -huh. Show. And we also want to demonstrate this culture values, this culture traditions to the people, um, uh, to the people in the New York City, to the New Yorkers from where um, the people have come from all over the world. Huh. So it's kind of a mini Nepal, like that's what we have been demonstrating in the parade. It's so, 20, 20 different groups will be participating? Is that what you said? No. One, one and like, 22. Like, will be there, like, in, in Nepal, we have uh, 123 ethnic groups. Huh. 
So these ethnic groups, these are diverse, they're diverse, diversified cultural groups. Uh-huh. They have different kinds of costumes, traditions, their ah, clothes. Right. And these costumes and traditions can be, you could see, demonstrated in the streets of Manhattan. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like... If you guys, if 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 if, if any one of you are interested to visit Nepal, and if you uh, some of you are uh, unfortunately could not make it, then you could see it. You could see the mini Nepal on May 19, 2019. All right. You can see Nepal in New York City. So to the point. Huh. It's a cultural. Pr- is it's there a culture a, point. Can I have a sampling of Nepalese food there? Uh, obviously, um, um, uh, we have been uh, working on it, uh, but uh, on the parade day, uh, we don't have uh, such kind of arrangements. Huh? But if you want to have a, a taste of Nepali cuisine, as uh, Mr. Srinder told earlier, sure. you could visit to Queens. Oh, yeah. There are a couple of, more than a, a dozen restaurants, Nepali cuisines, huh? that serves different kinds of delicious foods. All right. And it's May? May 19th of this year. And the location again is Madison, the location is Manhattan. Madison Avenue and Turtle Street. All right. So, what we, time? so we walk uh, from Madison and Turtle Street to all the way to 25th Street and uh, Madison. Ah. So that begins from uh, 11 in the morning, 11 a.m. Okay. on the day of May 19th. All right. Put it on your calendar, May 19th, Nepal Day in New York. Colorful. Lots to see. Costumes, customs, and traditions be there. We're going to take a short break. Michael on Let's Travel Radio. Michael back on Let's Travel Radio, and we're in Nepal again. So we're going to get started on some of the things to do. And of course, mountain climbing, trekking, all sorts of sports in Nepal. And I'm fortunate enough today to have Ang Gaijal Sherpa. He's a trekking guide in Mount Everest been there for a number of years, has worked with the Ministry of Tourism in Nepal, and is a mountain guide. My gosh, since 1996. Yes, sir. Whoa! Ang, tell us about Sherping. What's involved? How difficult is it? How many of these groups do you take every year? Yes, my name is Angel Jan Sherpa, and I did the mountain climbing guide since 1996 to 2012. And I've been to the uh, top of Mount Everest on May 21st, 2007. And I've been there actually five times. So wow. four times due to my clients, uh, sometime high altitude sickness or sometime weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, we unluckily reached near the top, but I reached one time on the top. One time? Yes. Wow. So, ah. so mountain climbing is uh, adventure tourism very popular for Nepal. Uh-huh. Every year, thousands of tourists, they go to climb Mount Everest and Mount Makalu, Mount Annapurna, Mount Kanchanjanga, Mount Daulagiri. Uh, they are over 8,000 meter peaks. Uh-huh. So adventure tourists, those who like to climb mountain from all over the world, they go to climb in Nepal. Hmm. So. Uh, we Sherpa people living in the mountain area of Nepal. We work as a mountain guide there. So, uh, beside that, uh, there are many Himalayan peaks in Nepal. There are around more than 1,300 mountains over 6,000 meters high. Oh. All the way from western Himalaya, Nepal to eastern Himalaya. Ah. So, tourists can 
enjoy uh, also the trekking peaks mm. for the learning climbing. Do you teach climbing? Yes, we teach ah. also uh, for the tourists who are new. They come to climb uh, trekking peaks like six thousand meters, six thousand five hundred meters, and who are very experienced tourists, they come to climb Mount Everest, Annapurna, Mount Makalu. And you've been on Everest to the top. Yes. Ah. So this time is a busy climbing season in Nepal. So many tourists, they are climbing in Everest and other mountains. So I heard this year there are more than 30 groups climbing Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. They are all in Everest Base Camp now. Ah, what is the name of your company? Uh, you affiliated with it? Yeah, I was a, a freelancer guide. Ah, so independent, I work, yeah. yeah. Ah, ah. I work for uh, different Yeah. They call companies. you directly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are a number of associations that are involved in safety. If there's an issue, there are safety. Um, there's a support for people that are having some difficulty on, on, the, on the climbs. They can assist them, retrieve them. If they have to go into a, a yes. medical facility, yeah. Yes, there is a now in Everest Base Camp, the Himalayan Rescue Association. They set up health camp mm. there. Tourists who got uh, like high altitude sickness or any uh, injured during climbing, they can be treatment there. Also, they have to have medical insurance or um, compulsory. So. Uh, in case some big accident happened, the tourists they can evacuate it by helicopter mm -hmm. to Kathmandu bigger hospital. Now, before a climb, do you um, assure that the climbers have the proper equipment? Uh, you know, they have all the materials they need to make the climb. They're prepared. Yes. You you do a sort of a. a, a uh, a test, you see if they can do it? Yes. Yeah. With the uh, expedition guide, Sherpa guide, they mm -hmm. check all the clients' equipment before mm. climbing there. And they have they, to do all the equipment, yeah? Yes. They, they, the guide have to make sure the clients, they have uh, right shoes or not, uh, crampons, uh -huh. harness, uh, the uh -huh. down suits, jackets, warm gloves, is oh. no uh, goggles, everything you can mean before climb. Uh -huh. We have to make sure the clients, uh, the mountaineer, he have right equipment or not. We have to check before climbing. Then, and you said you did thirty groups. Do you personally? No, no. This year, I mean, this year, I heard there are more than thirty groups. Oh, climbing. you're involved. In, okay, yes. Yes. And how do they approach uh, a Sherpa? Do they go to a travel agent or do they call you direct or how? Mostly the Sherpa guides, they... To the association of Sherpa guides? Yes, travel company, they have their own Sherpas, but sometimes if they don't have enough Sherpa in the company, they have, uh, if they got more groups came, then they hire more Sherpa. Hmm. Has anyone here been on a mountain climb? Anyone? <laughs> No? no, not anyone. I, I no, mean, yeah. you have. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have. 
Put me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I so want to. You can go to climb Mount Everest. Yeah, you know, and, and, and uh, what a feeling it must have been yes, when you reached the top. Did you assist the flag? <laughs> yeah? Yes. Ah, the did you hear that? Yeah, when they got on the top, they want to put mm -hmm. their country's flag and so I help the photo. <laughs> well, you heard it from Ang Gailene Sherpa. Ang, thank you so much. Well, what an sir. experience. And, and it's one of the most popular activities in Nepal, world over. And people come from all over the world to trek Nepal. Right, John? Have you been on one of these? Absolutely. Have you been on one of these? No, I've not. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Judy, you've yes. been on one? No, but we've arranged quite a lot. And if somebody isn't quite sure whether they're up for Everest or what, there are all levels of soft adventure trekking. So you can, if you want a week, you can have a soft trek for a week and you just hold on to your camera, your water bottle, and everything else can be accommodated if you want to go to base camp. So you don't all have to go to Everest but you can have the experience that's just right for you. And then you might find that you're really passionate about it, and then you'll love your Sherpa, you'll love the arrangements that are made, and then you can go for all the peaks. Hmm. You can learn by video, yeah? I mean, there are films on, on, on mountain trekking and mountain climbing? There is, but you want to have very competent staff and arrangements there's you can't just go to walmart over there oh <laughs> you oh, want to yeah. be provisioned up Not properly there. you want to have your cooks the people setting up a tent perhaps if uh -huh. you don't want to do it or the accommodations which are very limited uh -huh. it's a short season it gets very uh -huh. very busy and what there. is the best season to do a mountain climb depends mm -hmm. on how high up you want to go if it's everest then you have to be really careful about the weather uh -huh. and starting promptly if it's the trekking you have a, a bigger window for trekking and then sometimes we want to say, well, do you also want to go to Chitwan? Do you want to do this or this? So you pick, you, com you combine your tracking with whatever else you want to do from the tour operator point of, of view. But yeah. Everest, very small window, book it in advance, get your best Sherpas, and, and you know, the planning for the time period is much more Has you, Has your company arranged uh, travel? Uh, uh, transport to uh, the Himalayas for Yes, trekking? we don't go for expedition. That's what he does. We go up to base camp, but beyond that, it is so specific oh. that you have to go with those kinds of experts. We're experts from base camp below, and they're experts from base camp above. Huh. All right. I got that. All right. Let's hear from our friends on the video side. I said you can learn from video, but Judy says, no, you've got to do it. Anyway, Om... Karamachara is here. He's a filmmaker, a film director. He's also a composer. And he does music on video and audio. He has his own company in New York City. Oh, what do you think? Some of your film expeditions included Everest? Some of the climbs in Nepal? No? No. Actually, uh, first of all, I want to thank you. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for Our inviting pleasure. me here uh, to say something about the Nepalese uh, behalf of uh, Nepal and the Nepalese uh, movie. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm in this uh, uh, work, uh, music and the video since 1994. Here? No, from from Nepal. Nepal. Oh, all right. And, uh, here from uh, 2014. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. We started uh, from Nepali um, 
film start from uh, it's been the half and half century you know mm-hmm. it's been 50 years now the development of our uh, film industry nowadays uh, is getting so you know popular popular yeah, yeah. exactly and uh, yeah last time just i'm doing uh, one documentary about our uh, nepali art 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 in prison scenario in nepal mm. so it's all about you know i, I would like to say that uh, nepal as uh, i want to say that nepal a land of art actually so every um, uh, what to say uh, every cross street mm-hmm. you know the sisters uh, city of bhaktapur patan and the uh, kathmandu you can see everywhere that you can see the uh, statue and the temples that you you can see every in temple we say in the tural kind of you know uh, there is a lot of art you can see there and the kind of uh, in the music uh we can say that from east to mm-hmm. far western we have a various music folk music traditional mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. you know so uh, yeah uh, i can say that the uh, the people who wants to come uh, to nepal to visit nepal mm-hmm. they can get the different taste of music too mm-hmm. okay does nepal have a film industry Yes, of course. And do they have production facilities? Yes. In Ka- Kathmandu, the yeah. capital? Yeah, we can huh. say the Ka- Kathmandu has a Hollywood too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Are the films from Nepal uh, visited throughout, let's say, North America? Are there theaters here in North America where you can experience Nepal film? Yeah, but I'm trying to do that. Uh-huh. Actually, because you know, we are from the small country that's uh, it's too difficult to grab all these things here. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to do this. And last time just uh, it's been uh, two three days just I uh, released my one film from here. Uh-huh. Short movie. It's a 35 is Songeul. So you're shooting a movie. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. When can we get to see it? Uh, so no, last time if, if I got the time that I I'll show you of course. Uh, all right, okay. <laughs> uh now but the, the, your type of film is more historical or commercial? Uh actually I want to put um, about the authentic, you know, the kind of Nepali, the what does uh, Nepali. Now I'm here that I'm going to make one uh, movie too that uh, it belongs to Nepali that how they live in New York, America. Uh-huh. So I'm going to make that kind of movie over here too. Okay. But you also delve in music. I mean, you're a composer, yeah. yeah. And uh, are you recorded? Uh, and yeah. uh, are there records on what your name are? Do you have records uh, actually uh, you know i'm trying to do all these things because i have recorded i have i have i've brought the cd yeah. that you told yeah, we'll me play, that we'll yeah, play it we'll play it i've heard also, your music in the past but see she's a very good singer of nepal yeah <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 but, yeah yeah but he sang she, she sang my uh, in composition also uh-huh. so, so that song also i brought here oh more you're in uh, events special events uh, programs that celebrate Nepal. Yes. That's where we can hear. Will we hear you at the Nepal Day in here in New York on the 19th of May? Will uh, you be presenting? Hopefully. I'll be there. All right. Well, the director's right here. He's yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so it's a work in progress we call it. Yeah, work exactly. in progress, music, video, film. 
and distribution channels are available to you uh, here? Uh, um, just for that, yeah, uh-huh. gradually, uh, it's okay. a little bit difficult for our, you know, Nepali uh-huh. uh, productions over here. And there's a Nepal Film Council as well in Nepal. Yes. Are they here as well? They have representatives through the Nepal Tourism Office, or maybe through the consulate, maybe. Uh, I think uh, if they want to know more exactly well thank you speaking of music and dance which is one of my favorite subjects and just the other night I saw uh, uh, what was it Ballet Hispanico beautiful group at the Guggenheim Museum lovely group but here today interesting I've got Sanjita uh, Shoku I'm Sangita Mukia Chojun. <laughs> she's a dance director and a choreographer. Uh, she's the director of the Sangita Dance Center. She's a performer with the Royal Nepal Musical Group. Nicely done. Uh, and she's been in New York since 2015. 14, yeah. 14. Well, you speak English very well. <laughs> Tell us about your programs in dance and music, and where can yeah. we get to see some of it? Maybe at the Nepal Day? No. Yeah. Yes? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sing the song, not about the dance, but uh-huh. I'm singing there. I'm already invited for that. Uh-huh. So every year I go there and sing our national song and other national songs. Uh-huh. I'll be there. So some of your dance programs are in schools? Yeah. Um. Uh, right now I'm I'm working with uh, Sherpa Kidung. Okay. It's an association of Sherpas. Mm-hmm. They've hired me for teaching Nepali language and Nepali dances for the children. Children? So, yeah. Are they I teach all them. from Nepal? Yeah. And parents are from Nepal? Yeah, from Nepal. And mainly in the metropolitan area? Yeah. yeah. It's in yeah. Jackson Heights. In Jackson Heights. Yeah. Which is kind of the um, focal uh, yeah. for the Nepalese population yeah. here in New York, yeah? yeah? Yeah, And I understand, as we were saying earlier, the best Nepalese restaurants are in Jackson Heights, <laughs> New York. Get that. So, uh, you're going to be doing dance programs at the uh, festival, the Nepal Day, or more, no. more vocal? I'm, I'm as a singer there huh. in group songs. Oh, not solo. Now, what about the big uh, program we saw last two weeks back, the Mahila? Mithila. Mithila. Yeah? Yeah, this, it this was Mithila. This is a national Festival, yeah. program, which was in New York yeah. just recently, that celebrates art, music, and dance. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. You presented? No, but I got the opportunity to saw the Zizia dance there. Uh-huh. Zizia dance. I saw for the first time. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's uh, from uh, Maithili group, Maithili okay. people. Yeah. They are from the right region. Okay. Actually, our Nepal is divided into three regions. A mountain, a hill, and Tharai. Oh. So from mountains, we have Sherpas. They are very famous. And their uh, festival, Losar. Okay. The people who have uh, visited there during Losar, they they see the dance like a Shabru dance. Shabru is a very famous dance, uh-huh. Shabru. They wear their uh, traditional dresses, Bokku, mm-hmm. Docha, Pangdin, mm-hmm. and girls and boys, women's means they make a circle and they just sing themselves and they dance, they tap their feet and they dance like that, shabri mm-hmm. dance. 
very famous. A lot of the dance you can see in Nepalese associations here in the metropolitan area. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you can, if you like, yeah. or if you want our audience out there to send us an email, we'll, we'll try and locate, it for, locate them for you wherever they are. So Nepal dance, Nepal music, Nepal film. There's also fashion, there's food, yeah. there's tour and travel. And some of the wonderful paintings I saw, the Nepalese are, are adept at painting magnificent sights. Yeah. And so art, the tradition of art and culture, and you said um, ancillary things like shopping. Oh, and you can shop Nepal when you're in Nepal or Kathmandu, all the big three cities there, and very, very reasonable. And these are primarily uh, homespun products, yeah, that you can't find here, right. hardly. Mm -hmm. Or you have to look very, 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 very hard. So Nepal is a destination. John, would you say that? And, um, well, the next trip to Nepal, maybe I'll be on that plane. Most of the air carriers do fly to Nepal, and you have to look up uh, your favorite air carrier. But again, Nepal is a destination with so many elements. I dare say, if you have time, do some Googling. You'll be surprised at what you've seen, what you'll see, and what I've seen. I'm learning more about Nepal than ever, and I've got it down as one of my destinations, so I'm looking forward. Anyway, this is Michael, and let's travel. But let me, before I sign off, John, want to introduce yourself, and we'll go to a round table? John Guy, Metropolitan Museum. Um, yes, Nepal offers so much, and we have... Mm. Ah, <laughs> and I forgot Nagima Pakri, the film or festival organizer and Nepalese journalist. Sorry about that. You were sitting to my side. So you're working with Nepal Everest Times. Is that a major paper here, too? Yes, yeah, for the Nepalese community. Mm. Ah. Yeah, namaste to all the listeners. Um, what I'm feeling now is like, you know, having listened all the very lovely people uh, who has been to Nepal and who are from Nepal, and some of them, like, you know, who have uh, been many times in Nepal, it made me feel like I'm in Nepal now. Yeah. And it reminded me that my trekking guide time uh, nearly 20 years ago, and then everything recalling me. Uh -huh. um, we've discussed a lot of things, very, very beautiful things. If you have time, you know, I recall one of the songs that we sing in Nepal among the tourists. Okay. If you have time, you, if you allow me, I will sing. We have a singer over here. Yeah. Everybody can join. Will you let me do that? I don't know if we have the time, but uh, you've got a CD on yeah. there? No, very, very, like, you know, it's a short, short, short one. Okay. I think yeah, everybody yeah. knows. Okay. Just to fast. make a little, a little like, you know, Nepal left light. Ura <laughs> 
That is something that you know um, the uh, people from North America who make film can consider Nepal as a paradise destination for filming. And uh, what I do from um, average time since I've been here about seven years ago is like uh, we have we have a small team and then together with the Netflix consulate we would like to introduce Nepal, promote Nepal from our own pace. Mm -hmm. So we bring some of the very beautiful documentaries from. Uh, different side of Nepal, from the villages, from the mountains, from the culture perspective. And then we show over here every year on the name of Traveling Kim. Mm -hmm. Kim is the um, short form of Kathmandu International uh, Mountain Film Festival that is done every year uh, in Nepal in December. And the selected film from there, from there, we bring over here in New York, and we are trying to show this all the states in the United States. Uh, so it's been, uh, it's been our uh, fourth year. And this year we have planned on June 16. Mm. June 16 in uh, Jackson High, near the um, Woodside. Uh, there's a place called Dharma Center, okay. very close to the post office in Woodside. So uh, we are showing uh, two shows, um, three o'clock and six o'clock. Mm. So anybody who like, who like to see uh, Netflix movie, Netflix documentaries. And let me have They're your welcome. email on that. Do you have an email? Yes, yeah, sure. Website? Definitely. Yeah, Can we, we have, have it on the air? Uh, the email is times at the red gmail.com. And so, the website? Yeah. Uh, uh, the website is everestimesnews.com. Okay, well, you have And then we have in the Jesus Facebook party. also. We have, we, have, we have an event in the Facebook. So if somebody uh, look uh, for the uh, Traveling Kim, K-I-M-F-F. Uh-huh. Traveling K-I-M-F-F. And there's a site, like an event in the Facebook. That stands for Kathmandu International Mountain Film Festival. Yes. Well, you heard it from our guests. Nepal is a destination. Michael and Let's Travel Radio will see you on the next show. If you have any questions, info at letstravelradio.com. See you soon. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away.